I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I am Lee Lonsberry. I have, for most of my professional career, either worked in the field of communications uh, or for a time in Washington, D.C., I worked uh, for a member of Congress. I was a congressional aide, and many of my duties there were in crafting messages and working on the communication efforts within that office. I pay very close attention to words. It is what they pay me to deliver each day to you now for two and a half hours a day. Uh, words. Communication, to me, is very important. And the meaning behind words and an understanding, a definition of those words is paramount. And if you are going to label a movement, you should be able to understand the driving force behind that movement based on the wording you choose to describe it. What I'm getting at here is a phrase that you have heard a number of times uh, over the past week, and it is defund the police. Defund the police. Now, in all likelihood, depending on your beliefs and your politics right now, that phrase right now in this context may mean a number of things to you. Defund the police. First time I heard it, I thought, okay, well, that's like the purge, right? They, they want to do away with uh, police departments. And there are those that actually do believe that, where defund the police to them means that we abolish various police forces across the country. But then you talk to another group and they define it this way. Well, you see, police officers currently and for the past number of decades here in our country, they have been responsible for uh, various tasks, specifically uh, in the fields of mental health and social services, where those responsibilities may best be shouldered by other individuals. And so why not take a little bit of the money that we spend on police, move it over to this other pool of professionals, and move some of that funding along with it. That's what defund the police means to others. Anyway, uh, former colleague of mine, Natalie Andrews, you have heard her a number of times on these airwaves most recently as she helped us understand the goings-on in Washington, D.C. during the impeachment proceedings. Remember that? Remember that happened? Yeah, that was real. Yeah, it wasn't part of 2019, uh, not part of this chapter, but uh, but recently uh, we impeached the president. <laughs> uh, joining me again yes, is like Natalie Andrews. How, how are you, Natalie? I'm doing well. How are you, Lee? I'm hanging in there. Tell me, you recently, uh, along with a colleague of yours, co-worker Catherine Lucy, you put together uh, a piece in the Wall Street Journal. Headline is Trump and GOP seek to use police defunding issue against Democrats. What's the, what's the gist of your, uh, of your thesis there? Republicans have jumped on the slogan defund the police, similar to when Democrats started talking about abolish ICE. 
I think Republicans see these two things as being very similar, where Democrats do not. Uh, when I talk to a lot of Democrats, they'll say, reappropriate money for social programs and take instead of funding police programs, social programs is a little bit too long and confusing of a slogan. So, and Democrats do acknowledge that this is something that's come from activists and the left that are fueling legislation. But I think Republicans see this idea of defunding the police and they plan to use it in attacks on Democrats mm. um, because they, because I think to, it can sound like something that would threaten public safety. Yeah. Can I pause for just one second? There is some kind of clicking happening. I'm going to ask a, a favor of uh, producer Amy back in the studio. Can we disconnect and reconnect this phone call, see if we can do away with that uh, clicking sound? Uh, Natalie, we'll, join, we'll be rejoined by Natalie in just a, a moment. Has uh, absolutely incredible insight into this issue. She is based in Washington, D.C., and is able to see these things uh, absolutely firsthand. And I have have turned to her as a resource uh, time and time again and look forward to to reconnecting with her in just a moment. We're also going to talk about uh, something fascinating as well. There was, as you know, on Sunday, there was a, an occasion where the president uh, crossed in front of the White House, made his way uh, to uh, St. John's Church. Well, just before that, there were some protesters that were uh, cleared from the area uh, you know, there's some controversy surrounding that, uh, but that's not the, the, the point. Uh, later, a fence was put up, and there was some signage that has uh, gone on, gone up in front of the White House. That signage is going to now be taken by a, a museum and held on to as a, a later exhibit. Anyway, we've reconnected with uh, Natalie. Sorry about that disconnection. You uh, were telling us about uh, defund the police and how uh, there, there, there are really two understandings of that. Yeah, it does seem that there are several different understandings of it. You do have some people like Congressman Ocasio-Cortez and Congressman Omar, who are the progressive left of the Democratic Party, and they have said, yes, they would like to see the activists in a lot of ways. But then you have the Democrats that are introducing the legislation that the House plans to vote on later this month, and they say that while they understand the activists and they understand that more money would be better put towards social programs, and the police officers agree that police officers don't often like being social workers, that they are focused on overhauling policing, overhauling laws, that they're not focusing on reappropriating money. And in a lot of ways, Congress doesn't have the power to do that anyway. Right. I mean, they can, you know, in certain grants or have stipulations and requirements mm -hmm. to qualify for those grants. But beyond that, it's, it's lo local jurisdictions, uh, states and municipalities and counties that are funding law enforcement. Tell me, tell me about how this notion and these various understandings of, quote, defund the police uh, are being used by Republicans against uh, specifically Joe Biden. Yes. Yeah, so they will use I mean, Republicans are wanting to cast Joe Biden as someone who is not supporting public safety. Uh, Republicans, uh, especially the president, has, have criticized a lot of these protests that have not been peaceful. And so any way that they can kind of frame this as maybe being maybe Biden not being supportive of, say, law and order would 
possibly play with suburban voters, which are often swing voters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe Biden also came out forcefully saying he's not for defunding the police. So this movement may lose some steam if when everyone steps away from it. Yeah, he was unequivocal. He said, if I remember the quote Mm -hmm. uh, correctly, no, I don't support defunding the police. Uh, You really can't get much clearer than that. He did, though, talk about those grants that I mentioned uh, where some of that federal aid and some of that grant money, uh, he may be willing to look at the conditions that go behind the acceptance uh, of police forces uh, in that money. But but in terms of defund the police, that phrase uh, that has found its way on the side of signs and spray-painted on buildings Mm -hmm. and is being shouted in the streets by protesters, uh, he is not behind that movement. Uh, listen, our time has expired. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the goings-on in the streets of Washington, D.C., uh, my old home, your home base currently, uh, but, uh, but our time's gotten away from us. Maybe you and I can connect again uh, here in the future and we can look at uh, how the streets look from your point of view. Yes, it's certainly been a crazy time. Yeah, I bet. Very interesting. Natalie Andrews. Take care, Lee. for the Wall Street Journal. You take care. Thank you so much. We uh, are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about a story you heard mentioned by Maria Chaleos there in her last newscast. Uh, General Mark Milley, who walked alongside the president, was seen in a photo and has stirred up some controversy. He's apologized for being present. I'll share the details and his apology next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.